Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Berg. Great to be back behind the mic, and I got a great guest lined up for you today. Was recently introduced to this gentleman, and uh, we've hit it off. Loved the conversation that we've had thus far, and it just made sense to bring him on the show because he fits our audience. So uh, grab a notebook, grab a pen, and get ready. He is a United States uh, Naval Academy graduate, Navy Navy officer, um, and and I know some of you are already thinking, Adam. I know, I know. We're not going to hold against him. Uh, go Army. He's a surface uh, warfare officer. He's a professional coach, a business owner, an award-winning author, and he is here to help you. So without further ado, let me bring him on, Mr. Dennis Volpe. Dennis, did I say your name right? Absolutely. All right, perfect. Thank, thanks, brother. And and really, thanks uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to this all week and uh, super, super excited to, to chat and uh See, see where the conversation goes. Absolutely. Well, this conversation is going to be about you. I'm going to put you in the hot seat. And uh, why don't you take a moment and share with our listeners, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I like to say, I'm, first, I'm a husband. Uh, then, then I'm a dog dad. And, uh, and uh, you, may, you may hear him barking if somebody comes to the door. Uh, I'm also an outdoor enthusiast. Uh, I'm also a Traeger grill guy. Uh, nice. I'm also a bourbon drinker, right? And, uh, you know, and, but I'm also a retired naval officer. Yeah. Um, thank you, thank you, thank owner. you, thank you for your service, by the way, sir. And thank you for yours. Uh, I'm also a small business owner. Yeah. I'm also a small business investor. Okay. And uh, I'm I'm also a certified uh, professional coach. Okay. Uh, that looks to sharpen the edge. Uh, of professionals, uh, both on the personal side and the professional side, so that way they can really engage in new and challenging environments and look to transform leaders to transform the world. So sharpen their edges Mm -hmm. personally and professionally to enable them to be the best version of themselves. I love that. Let's let's stay on that topic real quick um, with, with the coaching. How do you how, first off? How does a person, those that, that are listening and they and they want to coach and they're they're liking what they hear so far? How can somebody reach out to you? How can they make contact with you? The easiest way is to jump on my website, um, you know, Dennis uh, Volpe.com, uh, and uh, there's a contact form on there, and uh, that's the easiest way. Uh, the next way is to reach out to me on on LinkedIn. And uh, we'll set up a uh, 45-minute uh, introductory coaching call uh, and have a conversation about where you're at, uh, what matters to you, why it matters, and how you've defined success. How, and, oft- how often do you meet with your, uh, the clients or the, the personnel that you're working with, that you're coaching? Is it, are, are you doing like a monthly meeting with them, a weekly? or How, how, how does that work? So it depends. Okay. Uh, you know, it it depends on where that person is, where they want to go, and what cadence makes the most sense, right? So if somebody is in career transition and they need to sort something out in the next two months, well, we're not going to meet monthly, right? Right. right. We're, we're going to meet probably every week, right? Uh, right. And we'll meet once a week. Uh, but if somebody somebody's runway is a little bit longer. 
you know, the ideal coaching engagement for me is, is six months. Uh, and I like to meet bi-weekly uh, and, uh, because change doesn't happen overnight. Right. And, uh, you know, in order for us as people, as professionals to get to our, I like to call it our defined objective, how we've defined success, right. you know, how, how we've actually, you know, painted the target to say, all right, this is what I'm shooting at. This is why I'm shooting at it. And this is how I know that I'm hitting that target. Well, we need to spend some time doing that. Uh-huh. And, uh, and why do I say that? I've been coaching for about five years now, Adam. And, you know, one of the biggest barriers to personal and professional success is awareness. Yeah. Awareness about what matters. Awareness about why it matters. And then, okay, what are we going to do about it? Right. And, uh, but spending time in that reflective space to gain that awareness is the most important thing that anyone can do. I I love the fact that you really hone in on the on people's personal definition of how they view success because it's different for everybody, right? Some people oh, may say I'm not as successful because I'm not a millionaire or you know, I'm not successful because I didn't win the Heisman trophy or you know what whatever the case may be. But it's important to understand what your what you what your definition of success is. So I I love that. I love that. Let me let me ask you a question, Dennis. Is why coaching? What got you into to coach? Did you just wake up one morning and you're like, you know what? I'm going to coach people. Uh, no. <laughs> Funny enough, when we when we talk about coaching uh, in in the professional context. Uh, I, I started coaching uh, when I was a lieutenant, when I was a lieutenant uh, at the Naval Academy. I was teaching leadership in the, in the morning, and I was coaching rugby in the afternoons. Oh, wow. Um, you know, for one of the best rugby teams, in the collegiate rugby teams in the country. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, had, when it was time for me to retire and to do something in a, in a second career... Uh, you know, I reached out to people in my network, uh, and people guided me into different conversations. And Adam, I had a conversation with somebody who was in the leadership development arena and, uh, she, she'd known me for several years and, um, she's like, you need to get into coaching. I'm like, okay. And for me, I said, well, all right, well, you know what? I, couple of years ago, I was a certified, you know, USA rugby coach. I'd love to get paid to do that. And uh, so, of course, she was very nice and uh, said, no, that's actually not what I'm talking about. Uh, and then we started talking about executive coaching and right. performance coaching and transition coaching and providing people the informed insight, experience, perspective and support that they want yeah and the accountability that they need and you and you, tie, often, and, and you tie all of that in just with your naval career and you, you uh you, you retired from the navy you were a surface warfare officer which i can't even fathom how probably stressful that could be in it in itself but just being an officer in the military um and, and your leadership skills i mean obviously you 
having retired, you spent a lot, a lot of time in the military commanding others. You definitely have that experience. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Uh, I, I know what success looks like. Yeah. I know what success feels like. Yeah. I know what's required to be successful uh, because I was. But guess what? I also know what it feels like to fail. Elaborate. Well, I was, when I was in command, um, I got fired. Okay. Uh, I got fired because we had an operational mishap while we were supporting the uh, 2014 Sochi Olympics. Oh, wow. Okay. And I got relieved of command. And so I'd like to talk about, you know, people ask, well, what do you focus your coaching on? Well, I focus on emotional intelligence. I focus on resilience. I focus on team effectiveness and decision making. All right. So let me let me ask you something here real quick because it, it ties in. It sounds like everything tying in from, from being relieved from your command. You're coaching and stuff. You've done some coaching, but, but what you're doing really now – has happened after that. And you said that you know what success is like because obviously you are successful, but you you have failed, which you openly have admitted, and which in my opinion, you really you really can't move forward without some type of failure in life anyway. So take your your experience that that happened in, in 2014 and how did you mold that, take that, harness that what some may say a negative, turn that into a positive, which has propelled you forward in a, in so many directions. Yeah, and uh, there, there was lots of lessons, uh, enough lessons that I decided to write a book about it. And, uh, you know, I wrote, I wrote a book called Transition on Purpose. And uh, it looked at there's kind of two parts to the book. The first part is really talking about that experience. Okay. Uh, to actually go from, you know, a simple kid on Long Island, go to the Naval Academy, and then go through, you know, a, a really successful military career um, where you were, you know, you were a ship handler of the year one year. You know, you were a Navy Marine Corps Leadership Award winner one year. You were an Arlie Burke Award winner one year. And then, you know, you got your name inscribed on the Navy Memorial in Washington, D.C. And then, you know what? You get tasked for a national tasking mission. And what you were doing was being briefed to the highest levels of our civilian and military chain of command. So you're literally on top of the world. And then operational mishap. Deemed non-mission capable. And then you get fired. Rightly so, right? Because if when you're the commander, right, when you're right. the boss, your responsibility. You're responsible, you're accountable. Right. That's exactly what should have happened. Right. But what did it teach me? It taught me a lot. You know, team effectiveness. Yeah. Right? On any given Sunday, right? Right. I love it. Things happen. And change is a fact of life. So transition. Is the choice that we make. If you there's people that are listening to this right now, Dennis, that have problem with transition or change. I'll, yeah. I'll use more of a, more change, but but ultimately transition is a change. And when stuff like that happens, immediately what happens? It's up here. The, the mindset tends to shift. Like ah, oh, you're on top of the world, and then 
or or something something happens throughout the day and your mind shift just goes far left and you start being negative and and then it it starts that snowball effect and i'm i'm a firm believer i've said this in past shows i'll say it again that we're built like an antenna you know we we send out we receive what we put out into the into the universe into the world right so if you're if you're pushing out negativity you're going to attract that everybody knows about the law of attraction and stuff like that and i'm not necessarily promoting anything like that but it's but that's there's a lot of truth behind that so absolutely so what would you suggest to people or or what maybe a small tip that you would give somebody that if something happens to them and they they feel that that they're off balance and they're they're how do they how does one change their mindset that's the question i want to ask you how does one start to shift and change their mindset well i think it goes back to where we started right why are you doing what you're doing right understanding your purpose understanding you know and you hear this all the time what's your why um but really why are you doing what you're doing because life is a contact sport right you we're gonna get knocked down right but the key thing is life is also a team sport right and your vibe is going to attract your tribe right the way you attack life the way you look at things your perspective all of that stuff that's what is going to attract the people you spend time with right and if People, people ask me, what are my values? And my values are autonomy, impact, connection, and security, right? And why connection? Well, if you want to be amazing, if you want to do kick-ass shit in your life, you need to spend time with amazing people who are doing kick-ass shit. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So, you know what? If you get knocked down. Look to those people around you because they're the ones that are going to lend you that hand. They're the ones that are going to provide you that support. And, uh, you know, I talk about some of the lessons that I learned from the rugby pitch. Right. You ask me, well, what did you learn from being relieved of command? Well, guess what? Bad things happen and you need to get you need to move on. But what did I learn from the rugby pitch? Two simple words with you that's what you would tell somebody when they were going into contact with another human so that way they knew regardless of what that collision was going to be like they had somebody had their back and you know and you very well know based on your experiences when you know somebody's got your back you can deal with just about anything yeah life's a lot sweeter when you have uh somebody that like you say got your back that that most definitely yeah and uh you know i i joke around sometimes people say well what what else did you learn from from you know your military experience and uh well change is a fact of life right right and i think 2020 taught us that oh she did it right yeah <laughs> transition is a choice change is an external thing Okay. Transition is an internal thing. Change is usually event driven. Transition is a process. Ooh. And okay. That's, All right. That was the second part of my book. 
was because when I decided I wanted to be a coach, I wanted to make sure that I was a certified coach. So that's why I went through the Columbia University coaching program. And then I used that coaching framework to design a transition process, how to think about transition holistically. So change happens. Yep. That, that's nearly inedible, right? So yep. and, and, and most of the time, we have no control over that because change is, is stuff that just happens. But you said, and I want to I want to hone in on this. You said transition is a is a choice. Absolutely, it is. So that's I've never heard that, and that's very uh, that's eye opening because change is happening. So now you have a choice. You're either going to transition and or, or adapt and overcome, or you're going to stay stagnant and and changes is whether change is going to happen. It's almost like standing on the street corner you can you could jump in and grab a hold of the things that you want in life or you could stand on that street corner and just watch life pass you by right you have a choice you can decide that life is happening to you or you can decide that life is happening for you oh i like that and actually oh, looking like for the lessons that that are there but that comes with awareness and you know what? Sometimes it requires those two words that some of us don't like, a little bit of openness, a little bit of vulnerability about, ooh, what lessons did I take from this? Right. But guess what? Sometimes we don't see the lessons. And we actually have to have conversations with guys like you or guys like me to say, hey, what did you learn from that? Right. And what are you going to do about it? And and, right? yeah. and, here, and here's the biggest, the big, the big thing here, folks, is that when what Dennis is saying is like you're, again, change is going to happen, and you have a choice of whether or not you're going to transition with that change or not. One, two, what was two? You got to take action. Uh, yeah, take take action. Thank you. You you have to take the action, and and don't let life just pass you by. Get 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 in in the action, and, and then I want to touch back on something that you said earlier. Is is uh, you know people surround yourself with people that you know that's going to have your six. You know there's there's a there's a uh, there's an old saying. You know you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Uh, additive that that I, I've seen as of lately, which was kind of funny because uh, I've thought a lot about this lately. And I've seen it on social media, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And there's a lot of truth, I think, behind that statement, because if you have people that aren't pushing you up and helping you get to where you want to go, then you got you got to you got to ask yourself, are those the people that you need to be hanging around? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of the things when I when I start talking about, like, tell me about your tribe. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I was a lacrosse player. I grew up on Long Island. So, you know, native, uh, you know, uh, you know, American Indian culture was imbued upon me at a very, very young age. Uh, and then you go into the military and then we talk about the tribe there. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, I, I retired. I was part of Team Rubicon for a while. You got they use that term there as well. And uh I think part of your tribe, I 
talk about having your own personal QRF, right? For the, for the military men and women on, on this, they know what a quick reaction force is. Mm. Uh, for those that aren't in the military, a quick reaction force are those men and women when they hear the sounds of the guns that they're going to come running to support you regardless of what's going to happen. And we need to make sure that we have that in our lives. But we also need to make sure that we're open and vulnerable enough with those people that they know when we need their support. Because they could be ready to go. They could have all the support we need. But if we don't let them know that we need it, they can't help us. They can't support us. That's a big communication thing there too. Now you're talking about communication, and that's a that's a, that's a whole other show in itself. I think. Listen, yeah. folks, if if you're listening to this episode right now, it means you're already online. Go ahead and open up another browser, and go to dennis-volpe.com. That's D-E-N-N-I-S-V is in Victor O-L-P-E.com. If you're a business owner. Or maybe you're thinking about starting a business, or or maybe you're somebody that just needs some guidance and that just wants a, a sense of direction and you want to work with Dennis. This is the man you need to reach out to. Go ahead and open up another browser, go to the website, and reach out to him right now. Get get that going. Um, I I'm I'm kind of like there, there's there's a lot to take in yeah. here. You know what I mean, and it and it's great. I'm I'm those you, you can't see us, but I'm smiling ear to ear right now. Um, the book is called uh, Transition on Purpose, correct? Yep. And they can get that uh, if you get that they could purchase that from the website as well. Yes, you purchase that from the website. They can purchase that from Amazon, and uh, sometime soon, based on our conversation earlier. There's probably going to be an audio book coming out uh, with your help. So, uh, but right now. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. (laughs) Yep. You know, Amazon, either on Amazon or uh, through my website. And the key piece uh, for that, uh, I'd like to put my money where my mouth is. Yeah. And uh, what do I mean by that? Uh, You know, at the end of this year, you know, all of the proceeds that I make from the sale of my book uh, I'm going to donate to two veteran service organizations. Wow. Um, Camp Resilience up here in New yeah. Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, and then Camp Southern Ground uh, down in, outside of Atlanta. Nice. Because uh, both of those organizations have, uh, you know, supported me um, in my transition from military service, but also providing, it, particularly Camp Resilience, providing me the opportunity to continue to serve my community uh, you know, as a board member um, for that organization as well. I love it. I absolutely love it. I want to. I want to. We got a couple more minutes here, and I want to. I want to shift gears just a little bit. As I was reading your bio, um, and you mentioned earlier, you're a business owner. Yep. And what's the name of your business? Uh, the name of my business is Severn River Leadership Group. Okay. And, and that is exactly what that is, folks. You can open up another browser and go to all one word uh, and, and check that out. And I will have uh, the links available in the show notes and on social media as well. Um, and your focus, the, 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 
committed development, but you mentioned something earlier about small business investing. Yeah. Can you elaborate and touch base on that? Because I know we have a lot of uh, business owners that listen to this show. Might so I look for opportunities to invest in a veteran, uh, first responder, or elite athlete-owned companies. Why? Um, because if you're someone who has worn the cloth of our nation, either in combat, competition, or service to the community, I want to do business with you. I, I got to learn that from, from my father, uh, who was a uh, former, he was a combat Marine in, in Vietnam. Uh, and then he was a police officer. And, uh, and then he started his own business. And he would always do business with military veterans and, and former police officers. And I, I couldn't, never understood it as a young kid. <laughs> Now, I totally get it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Bro, the brotherhood. The brotherhood. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's, there's shared values, there's shared priorities, and there's shared expectations. Yeah. And, uh, and I've seen it. And I've seen it myself. And, uh, you know, I, I, and I've invested in veteran-owned companies from, you know, cro- um, obstacle course racing gyms to coffee companies to, to, to other things. And, you know, why is it easy to invest in veteran and first responder and elite athlete-owned companies? Because money moves at the speed of trust. And when you have shared values and you have shared expectations, and guess what? It makes investing easier. And as a certified coach who is also a small business owner uh, who is also a veteran. And oh, by the way, uh, you know, when I was a young lieutenant, I spent time and became an EMT. So I even understand the first responder side of things. I could provide that insight and perspective for those for small business owners. Why? Because leadership is a lonely place, Mm. particularly as a small business owner. And you know that, right? Because of the because of the decisions (laughs) that you have to make, because of the conversations that you need to have. And sometimes you just need to have a conversation about real life shit with a real life person who understands your reality and can provide you with some perspective and can provide you with some support, but also is going to hold you accountable when, you know, they're going to be able to call bullshit on your bullshit. Um, (laughs) And that's what people need. Oh, 100%. Dennis, we're up on time. Uh, I'm going to let you say uh, what what's the one one other thing that you want people to to know. And the big thing that you know I want people to know is that, and I and I've already said it that life is a team sport, and uh, who we choose to surround ourselves with is important. So spend some time and identify your QRF. Identify that quick reaction force. And then also identify those people who are going to challenge you to be better today than you were yesterday and better tomorrow than you were today. And always know that you can get better. I love it. Dennis, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Folks, that's uh, that's all the time that we have. Make sure you go 
and check out Dennis's website. It's Dennis Volpe, V O L P E.com. We'll have uh, all of his links for the, uh, but if you go to that website, you'll have everything um, from him on there. So make sure you go check that out. Also, we got to give a shout out to our parent network, Heroes Media Group. Uh, if Go check out all the shows, articles, and everything that they're doing over there. If you want to become part of the HMG family, go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.